Who are you? The real. Who is the real Lisa? <laughs> We're going way out there. Find uh, out more. That's the first question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the meat and potatoes. Huh? Uh, Lisa Piper, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking with Mike and I. Um, you own the business Natural Living. Is it Natural Living Food Cafe or just Natural so Living? So it's actually... Natural Living Organic Food ca- Cafe at Kefla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Natural Living Organic Food Co-op and Vegan Cafe. Okay. So we just call it Natural Living. Natural Living, yes. Yeah, very nice it. website. I like it. A lot of it's very content heavy. <laughs> a lot is. of good description on it. Who who manages the website portion of it? <laughs> Myself, my fiance. We kind of do it ourselves. We are a small mom and pop. We don't, you know, we we're not at the point yet where we've budgeted in the pros to come help. So yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, I got my co-op manager. Here, throw some content on there. We're good. All right. Yeah. Well, when we were, b- before we started the podcast, you were saying that you were in radio. I'm pretty interested in that. So, or your family <laughs> owned a radio business. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, I grew up in a little bitty farm town in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Okay. Middle of nowhere. Um, and my family owned a radio station and it was, it's funny because it was country radio station because it was farmland. And so mm. they would give like the ag report, <laughs> really, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. It was AM and FM. And, um, you know, as part of the business when I got to be like junior high, high school, I was always doing commercials and they'd throw me in. And then um, when I was like around high school, they were really shorthanded and they needed people. So they just threw me on to DJ and I'm like, I don't like country music. What do you, you want me to DJ what? <laughs> and I would be that person who like turned the music all the way down inside so I couldn't hear it. And I would just watch the needles. Oh, they're going down. Spin another record. <laughs> that takes talent. Horrible. That takes good talent though. Just watch it. Not actually listening, but watching the visual. Awful. It's so <laughs> unprofessional. <laughs> then after a while I had to listen. Okay. All right. So did you actually do, t- did, you, did you talk on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Very it nice. was not my preference, but I did it. What yeah. was your, your radio name? So when I was there at the radio station, I used my, my normal name, but then, you know, because you go off to college and you just need money somewhere when you're forging your path. Um, I did work at several other radio stations. And, um, so then I changed my name to Becca Moore. Oh, Becca good. Moore. That's Becca good. Moore. That's just a totally different name. Huh? <laughs> totally different name. Wow. Yeah. And, and for me way back then it was part of my, um, spiritual path and I was coming from like religion and spreading out into how about spirituality and going into Rebecca has this biblical name and more, more of life, more of, and that's where I had, oh, oh, I was that's with a that meaning for sure. As, as like my 18, 19 year old self, you know, <laughs> that's where that came from. <laughs> that, so that spiritual, that spiritual journey, did that, what, is that what walked you into the natural living or starting the co-op that you have? Um, I think it's just a mixture of things, not just that, um, because I also grew up with, my mom was sort of the hippie, granola, crunchy mom, but <laughs> but she wasn't fully that way. So, so she was like, oh, stellar in the 60s and the 70s. That was her time. But then, you know, as the 80s came, she morphed into the 80s and then the 90s. and the, So she didn't really keep it, but the values were there, right? So eat natural, look at nature, go, you know, those things were there. And so I think that was our already a part of it and so it kind of came from different directions right that, so that were me. your parents vegan uh no no mm-hmm. not at all not at, in 
fact, my mother was so hardcore meat eater that her idea of like just a, a midnight snack is just a hunk of chicken. Oh, wow. And, and it was hard for her <laughs> to eat nothing like vegetables. And so I think for her, when she had kids, she had to be intentional about put vegetables on your kid's plate. And so there was always like a salad with meal, you know, <laughs> with <laughs> just dinner something. and uh, something right? green. And so I learned to eat that. And, um, and then I used to, I used to tell her cause you know, she feeds me when I'm young. I used to tell her when I got a little older in junior high and high school, why do they have to call it chicken? I'm not eating something called chicken and fish. Why? Why do they have to call it by its name? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then she's like, just eat it. No, give me more green beans. Wow. <laughs> did you, so did you make the transition to veganism for protecting the animals or for health reasons? So um, my philosophy with food is health oriented. Um, and that's where I come from. And it's very different than most people. And most people make a lot of uh, assumptions about how I'm eating and what I prefer. And, oh no, she's raw vegan. And if I ask her what the best diet is, she's going to say raw vegan. Hi, mm. raw vegan. Don't even have tea or coffee, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and I have a very different approach for a lot of reasons. So I've been through my own health journey as most people do when they're going through their path in life. That's what guides them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kind of learned for myself growing up with a meat-eating mom who was like 100% carnivore, uh, <laughs> going from that to, to my own path of like, but maybe I like this. Well, why do I prefer this? Why um, To learn that the more whole food you eat and closer to natural state of food, uh, the more your body will guide you what you need along the way. And in today's society, there's a whole lot of um, disease and illnesses and autoimmune disorders where something goes off and something's not quite right with a balanced body. So it it communicates in a very weird way. And it may say things like, oh my God, for some reason I'm craving this weird thing. I would never, I need it. So that is what sort of led me to, this is where I thrive. Um, I prefer to just steer clear of all labels for myself and how I eat because in doing that, it lifts this um, the stigma that can happen with people in eating. And when you lift, like, this is how I eat, you just say, I eat clean, and my body tells me intuitively how to eat. So when people ask me, what's, how do you eat? What's your diet? What, how do you, what's the best diet? I say intuitive. You eat clean, whole foods. Then when you learn just a little bit about health, I mean, we all know sugar's not so good, fried foods, salt, you know, we know those basics. Then your body can guide you through the rest because there are times when, okay, you're sick. And if you're, you're saying you've got the label of high raw vegan and now all of a sudden you're craving some warm hot soup. Why? Why? Instead of feeling like I can't do that because this is my label, we go with it. And then later go, wow, I didn't know my body was trying to tell me I needed something warming in a whole different way. And something had gone off in my body that needed rebalancing and I needed to, you know, curve it. And then you can assess it. So it's a little different for me. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about raw food because no one really understands what eating raw is. Like <clears throat> when you explain what, or when you mention raw, I imagine you're just grabbing a bell pepper <laughs> and you're just eating that. You're not because. Well, you could, yeah. you know, you can mono meal that. I yes. <laughs> I, I don't think people understand what, what right. eating raw means. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, raw foods or eating raw in general is just basically, um, taking food and not eating it heated above it technically 105 degrees, but some people go up to 125 degrees, depending on where they are. It's 
it's sort of a range. Um, but basically the idea is to have all the enzymes intact and the food. So when you go to cook the food, you're losing some of the, the enzymes that actually help your body digest it. Um, and people don't realize it changes the food. Food changes when you heat it and to different degrees as to what you're doing. Some foods um, actually release different vitamins and nutrients when you lightly steam them or it just changes. Yeah. So eating something in its raw state means that it hasn't gone above 105 degrees in general or 115, somewhere in there. And then that gives the body the ability to not only digest it, but take more vitamins and nutrients from it. And now we're talking about living food. This is a whole different path, <laughs> whole different path than how is. it makes you feel and how you like really work through your life and daily living with it. It's completely different. Yeah. yeah. I, so I found Lisa, um, I was vegan for a while. I was eating at the regular vegan restaurants around the area. And you're lo located, I think we might've mentioned in Clear Lake. Yeah, in League City. Uh, League City, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yep. And um, in and, and a neighborhood and a cute little house. And um, what I did, you know, I'd go to all the vegan places all the time. And then me and Courtney transitioned to raw. And this is like a whole new world. Like the temperatures, yeah. um, trying to like food mixtures, like f different raw food mixes differently with, in, in, with, with your digestive system yeah. and things like that. So I was just trying to find the cleanest path. And so uh, I looked up raw vegan restaurant because I was just eating alone, chopping up these vegetables, <laughs> eating, and I was, I was very antisocial, this, this diet, more right. so than vegan. So I found that she had uh, a cafe within this place and that they make legitimate food like, like, like burgers and, and lasagna and just weird. You would yeah. never think you can make these things. And I was like, oh right. my gosh, we got to check it out. Right. So we went in and uh, I, I got just... Like hooked to this place, so yeah, go like go into um you, you know your your bulk section and, and at what point did you open the restaurant? I mean, and what's your background in, in uh, uh, culinary arts or you know? A lot of questions there, and I'll try to answer them all. You have to I'll answer all of them. Yeah. Go in order. You have to go in order too. Give her the pin, please. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Reroute me. Um. So the the store is um a co-op. That's the way that I started it. Um, was about 14-ish years ago with myself and a couple other families who wanted access to food in our area down there. No Whole Foods, no, you know, we want clean foods. We want to do it ourselves at a good price. And also to kind of culminate a community around that because um, there's a lot of people in that area who don't eat that way. And we wanted to find the other people who choose a, a healthier path. So that was the goal. Um, we had to start with bulk foods and and start with the bulk dry goods and some of that which is what we have there when you walk in it's like a general store you walk in and we weigh things all out and it's in bulk bins because we're also a zero waste facility as close as we can get so we focus on that but um so we have that and i kind of and, and the shares the co-op um produce shares that we offer each week was really the the heart of what we wanted to do because for a lot of reasons it really helps people to stick with a healthier way of eating and it introduces them to um, new foods that they may not normally eat and it also is kind of culminating the, the community the local farmers supporting the local foods which again way more nutrient dense if it's something that's just been you know five miles down the road just picked definitely then two weeks ago picked <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit about that because it's and i don't think some people might find it if they go to your website and see what the shares are, it might be kind of hard to follow. So what right. it's, what it sounds like is we, there's a membership program at your store and then based on what comes into that week, we get to pick 
what vegetables or what uh, items that we want to get. Is that close or so what? So it's close. It's okay. close. <laughs> so basically, we put together a um, predetermined box of fruits and veggies for okay. you. And um, we say this is what we're offering. Because first of all, I go to the farmers. I go to all our local people and I was, okay, what do you have? What's in season? What What's available? How, oh, you have way too much lettuce. Let's put lettuce in there. What You know? And then we put together a good mix. So you've got greens, you've got bulk hearty veggies, you've got some flavoring and some fruits. And then from there, people are allowed to substitute, you know, up to three things. Like, okay, if someone's eating high raw vegan, they're not eating those potatoes. They're going to substitute those out and they're going to get more carrots or whatever the preference is. Um, And then we just reserve for them for the week. Okay, here's your small vegetable share without any potatoes but you're getting extra carrots instead and then they come and pick it up friday or saturday when it's available um we do um, we have like a small vegetable share large vegetable share fruit only share and we mix it so that it is for the, the kind of the masses of how most people in their median average i eat healthy what they define it as those foods and then from that the people will substitute so yeah, we have some potatoes in there. And the, you know, people eating raw are like, that's not for me. Great, that's why we have substitutions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, People who are just starting out on something healthy are like, I need those potatoes because it's better than McDonald's. Great, that's why we're there. So um, that's the reason we have it mixed like that. So we have those shares that people can, uh, we offer them every week. You don't have to get a members, get a membership so that they have access to that whenever they want it. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's um, very flexible. We have people who are, I'm taking off for three months and, you know, going to do my thing and travel the world. And then I'm going to come back and I'm having this party and I need like, you know, five large shares and three fruit shares. <laughs> so however that looks to them, it's flexible. Okay. Um, but we offer it every week. And that really, really focuses on, we, we give people recipes of what they can make with all the things. And we keep all of our recipes um, vegan and Uh, gluten-free as well, corn-free, soy-free. We're very intentional about, we're going to focus on the foods that are most nutrient-dense. People know what to do with meat if that's where they are on their health journey and their food journey. People know what to do with those things. Gluten, if that's what they're eating and it works for their body at that moment, and that, great. What we do there, the philosophy is very different. So we have a very um, open, judgment-free space that we hold for people when they come in. Wherever they are on their food journey, their health journey, wherever they are, we have some way to support them along the way. Here's your beginning step. We're not going to judge you. We're here to offer support and ideas. And how fast do you want to go? We'll help you. You want to go slow? Okay. And so we don't get offended when people are over there going, okay, so I'm eating keto and that's meat with every meal and I need my dairy and my cheese. And we go, okay, how can we help you? We have all these organic vegetables and we have organic, we do in the co-op part, the cooperative, the grocery part, we have local meats and it surprises everybody. They're like, you have a vegan cafe. I don't understand that. And they freak out and we go, so here's (laughs) the thing, people need to start wherever they are. And if that's where they are, and this is gets them into whole food eating so that their bodies can then start communicating with them like I was talking about earlier, yeah. saying, hey, eat this. Then we introduce these things to them. This is what they need without the shame, the guilt, the weird stigma that can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just the labels, we take that out. And we offer support. We offer recipes. We offer, well, where are you? 
cool. Where do you want to be? How can we help you? We do all agree on whole food eating right. as close to nature as possible. Mm. That's the one place we point back to. So mm. your, your definition of whole food, does that, inc- that does include meat? It sounds like it's not just excluding meat and only veggies and, and fruits. So right. The, the way that we, that we define it is whole food eating food in its natural state as close to, so no chemicals, no fertilizers, no GMOs, you know, um, not processed We're you know, as close to nature as we can get it. How everyone defines that is on them and in their place. And this speaks to where they are on that journey. And so, um, so many people get so frustrated with how, how can you like sit and have conversations with all these meat eaters and you're over here eating vegan? Well, we are all allowed to take our own journeys and allowed our own experiences with whatever that looks like and how it feels with our right. body. And when we take away the the labels and the shame and the guilt and the, you know, oh, do you should and shouldn't, then people feel they're allowed to feel vulnerable and try new things. That's when they're like, try these more vegetables. Let's see what that's like. What do you mean by raw enchiladas? Very confused. You you know, our pulled pork is made from jackfruit and they just go, what is that? It's not pork. No, it's not. Are you sure? Because it tastes like it. Mm, It does. (laughs) But it's a way to get people to understand, go outside your comfort zone, try something new. How do you feel when that's in you? How are, how is that sitting with you? And people come back. I felt really good. I had energy. I didn't feel heavy and bloated and, you know, so allowing that space where people are allowed to come in where they are, eat how they are and be supported and completely judgment free so that they are exactly how they need to be. Then they feel like I can try new things and dive in to something different. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it's an experience. Like everybody in there are, are on, are all on their own journey and they seem everybody gets along in there. And, uh, the house is so cute. It's just a little house that they, I guess, gutted out and, and they have, um, everything's in jars. It's like a real homey feel. And, uh, Lisa and all of her employees are just real friendly. Uh, they have like the Chick-fil-A, uh, kind of feel <laughs> to it where everybody just enjoys working there and yeah. they're, they're there for a long time. I, yeah. I, I know most of them. Yeah. I think yeah. you've had some new employees. Your yeah. daughter works there. Yeah. And, yeah uh, we have, we have, um, long-termers. <laughs> yeah. We do because it's a different place to work. It's not just a job. Most of the people, most everybody who works there, um, could go out and get just a job and make X, Y, Z amount of money and put some dollar signs there and go follow that path. But most of the people who work there feel like I work here because I feel good about what I'm bringing in my community. I'm a part of something bigger than myself. I get to watch people as they just metamorphosize into their, you know, new healthy ways. And it is an amazing thing to be a part of. And that's why people work there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it is very different. So we're cooperative style little different than most basic co-ops. The the true definition of a co-op by the state of Texas is that it is, um, you know, member driven and um, board directed. And so member voted means the members vote the board of directors. The board of directors decides what we're doing and what the path is going to be like. So the way we do it, because I spent years exploring this. And I interviewed like the oldest co-ops all over the East coast, West coast, what made them successful, who failed and why 
those who failed would have the board, you know, they'd have a, a family or a person put all their blood, sweat, and tears, spend 10 years building it up, all their money, all their energy, getting all the farmers, gathering the community. Here's the mission. And then someone new would come and oust them. A new board would come and then they'd change it. And literally you could mark it on the calendar within one to two years, they would fail and close mm. their doors because the mission changed and it went completely awry and it just changed everything. So I looked at that and went, that is really not sustainable. So um, I looked at it as um, we, the board of directors are all the volunteers, the staff, the employees, those are the board of directors. We meet once a month and we all decide policy, procedure. What are we putting on the menu even in the cafe? What are we deciding? What works, what doesn't? And it's because those are all the people with the eyes and the ears out there listening to our community. What does our community want? What are they saying? We ask them all the time. They have input. And then we all decide cooperatively, this is the direction we're going. So it's a little bit different knowing that, you know, being a part of that, you are a part of something bigger and you get to drive it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the difference. I like, they're so close to the farm too, is that is like when they have special bowls, like uh, smoothie bowls and smoothies. And sometimes you can't get blueberries because yep. they're not in season. Right. Or like, hey, you know, they're ripening up. You want to go and throw some, you know, I don't know, cantaloupe or, or, yeah. or watermelon or mango or whatever. So like yeah. you're that close to the farm where you're having to, you know, manipulate yeah. your food because yeah. of what's in season. It is. Yeah. So that means sometimes yeah. the recipes change a little on the menu because <laughs> yeah. it has to. Yeah, seasonally. Yeah, and they're they're very creative. So they are they're, they're like a raw center where they have like a bunch of uh, raw menu items, but they have cooked vegan items, the smoothies, and 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 way more. But right, how right. do you get so creative? So she was saying like you 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 cook it to a certain level where there's a threshold where the enzymes start to break down. So you de you know, dehydrate some of this food. Right, right. Um, that's what you can get away with. But how do you make these enchiladas? Like, I don't yeah. think people know how you can make enchiladas <laughs> raw. Yeah, so we start with the wrap, right? What's your tortilla? What are you using to wrap it in? And we take um, literally tomatoes and chia seed because they can have like a gluey consistency. And we add a little zucchini in there and then we um, puree it. And then we make it into like a sheet and dehydrate it. Mm. That's our wrap when it's done. And when it comes out, it's a perfect little tortilla. Wow. There's no grains in there. It's all food from the earth and it's all raw. And then, um, of course, our meat, we'll put some nuts and seeds in there, put it together with the right flavorings and seasonings. And it looks and tastes like a, a taco meat or beef, but it's not. <laughs> and then um, for the other part that's in there, we always have to put those vegetables in there. So we've got some greens and some zucchini and carrots that we'll kind of chop up and put it in there, wrap it. And then our sour cream is made out of uh, cashews and just flavoring, wow. you know, lemon, garlic. Yeah. It's surprising. And what is, what is the bacon? There's a bacon on a burger. <laughs> what, what is the bacon made of? Like it's, so it's usually either eggplant or zucchini that we thinly slice and then we uh, marinate it in all the flavors, bacon like flavors. Mm. And um, then we dehydrate it. Wow. Yes. Where, where did you learn all this at? How did you learn like the, <laughs> the specific temperatures <laughs> right. and all that? And like, where did you get that up from? Um, so I spent, years after having my kiddos 20 whatever years ago um where my body was off and and not doing well not balanced and autoimmune diseases were coming up right and um i 
what realized I really need to make some changes in my own diet and being the sugar hound because growing up with a meat base and then that's where the starchy carby here we go it's yeah. just the whole teeter-totter that is very natural um I realized I got to get off of that and the easiest way to do it was with raw desserts so I started there and went oh wow this is where my body thrives. And I began reading every book I could and everything. I get my hands on Gabriel Cousin's David Avocado Wolf way back, right? And then I realized, you know what, I'm going to get certified. So um, when I did that, like 12, 13, 14 years ago, there wasn't really a place where we live where I could go to take a good class from these people. And, you know, I didn't have time in my life where I still had kids and, uh, you know, where I could just leave and go for a month and learn. So I did an online course and then I just poured every day reading, what can I get? Just like a sponge, um, <laughs> learning as much as I could and really understanding the concept of why, how, that was most important to me. I love the science, the geeky, nerdy part of me. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome, in there. <laughs> so that's kind of where that came from. And then the more I played with it, the more I went, holy cow, I feel amazing when I eat this way. What is this? I need more. Yeah. We didn't talk about the desserts. These will, <laughs> these will knock you on your ass. But <laughs> the desserts are like the, the staple because like she yeah. makes these little cheesecake things and brownies. What yeah. what else? I mean, yeah, just, we've got fudge right now that's fudge. amazing and it's just date based. That's our sugar. So, dates. Yeah. Yeah. Dates, huh? Which you just, um, it's amazing what you can make. You just don't think about it. So, what I always tell people when I'm guiding them, when I'm doing consults with people and they, and they go, okay, well, how do I do more raw? I don't even know where to start. That's complicated. Uncomplicated. Go Google raw vegan donut. And you will see all these recipes come up. Yep. And you'll go, what? I can do that with a peach? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you said you were certified. What are you certified in? Uh, so I'm a certified raw food chef, um, health coach, um, and then raw food nutritional consults. So that's where I... Yeah. You're making a, so, so what is it like whenever, I guess what, talk about, if you want to, about your auto, you auto immune, yeah, sorry. <laughs> My own tiger. journey. Yeah. yeah. So it, what, how did you go about diagnosing that and what did you yeah. eat or provide your body to get over that? So it was really interesting. Um, after having a pregnancy is what really started it. And I didn't realize that can be a thing. And, um, I began realizing I was having a lot of health issues and they were all seemingly unrelated, but bizarre. And I mean, to the point I was in the hospital frequently, it was horrible. And I spent eight years going to doctors and having tests done. And I finally went, you guys don't know much, do you? <laughs> I think I know more than you at this point. It's my body what, and you're not listening. What were some of the symptoms? So it was a lot of digestion problems I didn't okay. understand. I would have um, blood in the urine. We're talking like kidney stones and mm. just some strange things that I was like, I'm tired all the time. I would have joint pain and I couldn't understand where I literally felt like I was in my early 30s and I felt like I was 80 with arthritis and couldn't mm. go up and down the stairs. This isn't right. I'm healthy. I, you know, I exercise. I don't understand. So I researched it on my own and I realized I had celiac disease, but I, none of the doctors could diagnose it. All of the specialists, I'm the one who went, 
these are all the markers. I'm pretty sure this is it. And by the time I went into, I found an internal uh, medicine doctor and I said, run these tests for me. <laughs> and he kind of, he, he <laughs> argued with me. He's like, why? These are really obscure. Why do you need your phosphorus? Why? This is, how do you even know what to, and I said, and where did you just, get this robe? just do it. Yeah. And, and I said, please, you work for me. I'm yeah. here. I'm paying your bill. <laughs> yeah. Please just run these. I'm, I'm suspecting this. He did came back. He himself called me on the phone to give me the results. And he said, you were right. And holy cow, mm. every single one of these bizarre tests, your D levels, your phosphorus, they're all off. Exactly. Like you said, how did you do that? You have celiac and it's pretty bad. I'm like, yeah, I figured that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your help. I'm done. I'm going to do this on my own now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What was your so, diet like while you were going through that? Just yeah. a standard American diet or were you drinking so, Cokes and tea and all that stuff? You know, I did. I, I'm not a big soda pop person. Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I, so what my mom taught me, right? Well, let's see, you got to have meat as your main course. And then you have to have some sort of grain. And then you got to have, well, add a vegetable in there, open your canned green beans. Yeah. So I would be like, yeah, I'll do fresh. And I really prefer to have more vegetables in there. And, you know, and so I was trying to get my kiddos, they were having problems too. And I'm like, maybe if we eat more of these vegetables and more raw, maybe if I get really creative. And I started trying to do what I thought was healthy, we're doing whole grains, whole wheat. And then I felt worse, mm. but I didn't know. I'm making my own bread and I'm doing my own. Why is this making me sicker? I don't understand until um, I decided to attack the sugar bug and go with raw desserts. And I went, whoa, but that makes me feel better. And mm. the raw food and the raw tacos and the raw what? So that's kind of how I pulled myself out of it and started doing more of that. Of course, at that point, my kids were old enough to go, you know, we kind of like the other way we were eating. So it was a struggle <laughs> as yeah. it is with kids. Um, and I would have to hide things in food and be like, you want spaghetti? Sure. They had no idea I was throwing turnips and eggplant in there. They just had no idea. <laughs> but if you want potatoes, sure. Kohlrabi, yeah, let's mix it in. And they don't know. Yeah. Call it Italian potatoes with garlic. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so... Um, that kind of helped transition. Um, and then I found I'm, I'm cooking like two or three things for family at a time because here's my uncooked meal and here's their whatever they choose. Sure, you go, you know. Um, and that's kind of what it looked like and that's how it all kind of went. It, it really it should never take someone eight years <laughs> to get a diagnosis of something that now we see is more common. But back then it wasn't as common to, to test and um, really the doctors failed and missed a lot of things that full on when I went back and asked for my blood work, it was right there. Yep. So that helped me to understand we are our own advocate, our best advocate for our bodies and our health. We know our bodies and we are not all perfect cookie cutter people. Our bodies are not cookie cutters. And what one person is great for one person is not so great for another, like beets. What's just amazing for, you know, one person beets, that's great. They're getting the iron they need is the opposite for someone else who maybe for whatever reason they have, iron, they have a lot of metal toxicity and they can't do the iron. So they can't do the beets. So it's, it's like that. But we don't always have to know all those details about our bodies and what the foods do. If we just eat whole foods and clean, then your body tells you, why in the world am I craving beets? I hate beets. What the <laughs> heck is this? Eat the beet. Oh, wow. I didn't know I needed iron. Oh, so what else has iron? Spinach. And just go through the list, right? Right. Did you find that you had like trigger foods that like, I guess when you're transitioning, 
um, going to raw. I'm sure that you, you know, you ate foods that weren't raw every once in a while. Were there trigger foods that kind of set it off for your, your, uh, celiac disease, right? Well, yeah, so for sure gluten, but also what that does is when you have one autoimmune disorder, it sets the body up for many more. And so at that point, I didn't realize other things were starting to go off. And so, you know, now I'm healing myself from um, celiac disease, Hashimoto's thyroid, some other hormone things that are a bit off. Um, I didn't know that, but that creates food allergens. It's just what it does in the body Um, until you can bring it back into some sort of balance. Um, I spent eight years eating foods that my body was trying to tell me not to, and I did a lot of damage in my gut. So trying to then fix it. Um, I just chose to avoid a lot of those things that I was finding, oh, now there's this food I can't eat. I couldn't eat almonds, walnuts, pecans for years. Mm. I was very allergic. Then after about two or three years of eating that way, one day someone gave me one and I went, oh, Oh, look at that. No reaction. (laughs) Oh, hey, I did clear it. Cool. Because I also intentionally spoke it out every time. I would say, oh, I'm clearing my body from this right now. So I'm choosing to steer clear that I'm going to eat this instead. And I just put it out there. I would say, I'm I'm healing my body from celiac disease. And people go, you can't do that. Shh, don't tell tell my body that because we're doing a great job healing. And then I realized it was happening. And all of a sudden, these foods that were on my no, no, no list I started adding them back in. I can eat that. Like, wow. You know. Right. I know um, a lot of, when I was in this realm, because I was, I was raw for a long, a, a long while and now I'm, I'm back to vegan, but I really want to go back raw. I, I felt amazing. <laughs> like when you go vegan, yeah. you feel, feel good if you don't get stuck in the processed foods. Yeah. But, um, but then when you go to raw, it's like, man, a spring of energy. I, 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 I can't yeah. even explain it. But like I said, it's a very anti-social diet that you don't you can't go out and just go you know you find yourself right. stuck at chilies not be able to eat anything <laughs> salad salad no dressing yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically don't touch it just bring me the head of lettuce that's not organic <laughs> yeah. but um it's it's pretty hard but i see a lot of the people that um kind of migrate to this um lifestyle are people that, like you said autoimmune disease yeah um ms yeah. is a big one and Absolutely. and people do kind of bounce back from those diseases that doctors don't really have a cure for right. or they don't have a lot of uh, direction for. So Right, right. And that is really, so that's why I teach people to that intuitive diet I was talking about. Clean it up, listen to your body, it will guide you because sometimes things change. We go through seasons in our life and maybe something's going off and it's not balanced. Maybe it's pure autoimmune disease. Maybe it's not, maybe it's another illness. Maybe you just have a virus, something you don't know what's going on, but your body can guide you. And it can change as you go through seasons of life. So can your health and your food. Uh, it can change. So maybe you change your your job and what you're doing. And instead of like an active lifestyle, you're more sedentary. And what your body needs there is very different than what the athlete needs going and running all those marathons is very different. Also, emotionally, what we go through in our lives, we're going through a period of grief. Now it's a period of anxiety, stress, whatever that is, can also affect the foods that you need or don't need as much of. So if you listen to your body, for some reason, I'm just really craving all the, you know, pomegranate and hibiscus. What is all this? I don't even know. (laughs) So wow, stress, blood pressures, raising through the roof. Didn't know this would help me bring it back down. You don't have to know what does what if you listen to your body. And that's what I like about the co-op 
um, shares, the vegetable shares, because it introduces you to foods you may not normally go out and buy for yourself or play with the, you know, radishes or whatever it is, but you know how to cook them and, or eat them or prepare them. And then someday when your body says, I'm really craving radishes, you're like, <laughs> why? I hate radishes. <laughs> But I'm going to eat them. And then later you go, wow, I didn't realize I was getting a UTI and a kidney infection. And that detoxed it right out. So if we listen, our bodies can tell us. But also opening up your realm of what you've explored with for natural foods, then you've got um, more to work with. I had this strange moment at work when I was doing raw. And uh, I was uh, basically doing fruit, more fruit. And I chopped up some chives. And I just put it in lemon and I just like mixed it. And I, I, for some reason, I just wanted to take a shot and just keep, it was so, yeah, it's so strong, but like, for some reason I wanted to do that. And I just kept one, yeah. I kept chopping up the chives. I, I just had a lot of raw vegetables <laughs> available somehow yeah. at work, but, uh, but it is weird when, when yeah. you start clearing your system, it starts to crave, I, I guess, salt yeah. or like sour or, right. and then you, you get that from the whole foods rather than the alternatives. Um, That's it. I like at your shop too that um, you have a lot of organics. Like right, we're about ninety-five percent organic of what we have. Yeah, everything on the menu. Well, yeah, ninety-five percent organic, and we're a hundred percent GMO-free. That's so. If you if you're not looking for this stuff, like if you're going to HEB and Kroger, they're getting a lot better. But to find like uh, organic nuts or a lot of the vegetables, um, yeah, all of, all of the vegetables yes. produce are a hundred percent organic. All yeah. of it. But at HEB and Kroger, like it's kind of hard to find that, and especially fruits. Cause when I was doing all fruits, like to find an organic watermelon yep. is like impossible. Yeah. Um, so then you result to this thing called like the clean, uh, clean 15. 15 and, and, uh, what is the other one? Dirty dozen. Dirty dozen. So <laughs> the, the, the fruits that are kind of have a, like a shell, like a watermelon or orange are supposed to be better. Cause then, pesticides can't really penetrate right. like berries and, and grapes and things would be like the dirty dozen where you you don't want to get that if you have a choice so yeah, it, it's, it it's really cool you cater to that I, I like that about the yeah. shop it is like that and that's also why we teach an array of things so people who are just beginning where do i start start with the clean 15 and the dirty dozen what does that mean oh this is so <laughs> exciting we love watching newbies come into this world of what? New things. We love it. <laughs> we don't care if they come in and go, I work at McDonald's and I eat there seven days a week, but also I need to make some changes. Cool. Want to try this new sour cream I made? It has no dairy in it. No. You know, we love watching people transform and go, what do you mean dirty dozen? And then we educate them and their light, their eyes just light up and they go, wow, I had no idea. And then they're on this new path and I tried this new thing. It's great to watch, to yeah. watch people evolve that. When, when people come for you or come to you asking for help, is it to do with weight or is it to do oh, with kind everything. of a, it's weights oh, mostly the thing? No, we see everything from okay. A to Z, but you know, honestly, it's mostly with health. Um, there is a health issue. So many autoimmune diseases and illnesses are popping up now because of our toxic foods that we're eating and the things that the FDA has approved it. It must be safe and good for me. You know, or the labeling, greenwashing labeling. It's all natural, you know. So because of that, it's caused so many. I have joint pains. My heart's off. Something's not right. My hair's falling out. It's usually that. Yeah. We're has, seeing more of it. has it. everything to do with diet. I, I like what you do with the shares. You throw like the extra things that people normally wouldn't buy. Yeah. Because it's so easy now to go to McDonald's or go to Whataburger and yeah. grab something. But you're intentionally putting something different in there for people to try. Yeah. And then we'll give them recipes. What yeah. you can do with it. 
I like that too. Yeah. That's that goes a long way. Putting the recipes because yeah. no one I know that no one knows how to cook certain things. You know, like For I sure. didn't. I didn't like spaghetti squash. I was like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. cutting a jackfruit. Yeah. That yeah. You, you need you to go. Know how to do. You need to go on YouTube for a while. <laughs> it's people don't even know what that yes. is when they see it. it looks like a exactly. dinosaur egg. So yeah. you really don't know. It, it, that is very true and that's why we do it and we hold their hand and now we have youtube channel where i've been oh, trying cool. to do videos yeah. little clips of don't be afraid of the black radish want to know what it does for you and then all of a sudden people are like do you have black, black radish <laughs> i don't know if i like it but i need it oh. <laughs> you know great we just fermented some what do you mean is that raw yeah <laughs> taste it now it's even better for thyroid detoxing your liver and yeah that's awesome. When you tell people what it does for them, they're more inclined to go, I need that. I'm going to try it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So what's the biggest win that you have? What's like a personal story with, from one of your clients that you could share? I have so many. No, that's good. Um, but you know what? Um, I, I'll, I'll share a story from somebody because this has to do with the philosophy that I keep talking about of why we uh, remain open. Uh, we had a woman come in one time and, and she was with a friend and you could tell that her friend was going through chemotherapy and, you know, no hair and had a bandana on and was pretty, but she was in a very, you know, stance to herself. And this other woman was like, Hey, my friend is, you know, going through cancer treatment. Is there anything you can do? Cause she's very nauseous going through the chemotherapy you know, quietly whispering this in the health food store. And I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, here, let's take a look at, you know, and I'm an herbalist. So I was like, let's talk about where you do, where are you doing tamoxifen? Are you, you can't do vitamin C with that? Let's steer over here to, see, you know, ginger. And how about this? And, and, um, I was having more conversation with her and they were there maybe an hour. And then I start having more conversation and, and telling her about a book that I knew about, Hey, have you read this book and tried this? Um, because it's about a, a cancer surgeon who, wanted to know why some of his patients make it and some don't and and they have the same exact background and same why and then found out that it's those who take charge of their own health and go in and say this is what I want this, they make it and doctor you may or may not be on my team I'll let you know what's your <laughs> approach you know those are the ones that like woo success and the others are like doctor said six months you can put it on the calendar six months you know so I recommended this and I'm having conversation with her about taking control of your own health and you deciding your path and being open to whatever that is and just ignore other people. It's your life, your choice, because I could tell she, I just knew there was something there. Then she just broke down crying and she said, you know, I have to tell you, I've been that hippie granola lady for my whole life. I'm in my fifties now. And when I got diagnosed with um, stage three breast cancer, and they told me that, you know, I'm just a month away from stage four and that's it. I chose to do chemotherapy and then I'm going to do natural foods for the rest of it. But every one of my friends from all over the U.S. and I have worked in over, she said over a dozen different health food stores all over the U.S. They all shunned her, shamed her, told her you're putting poison in your body. Why would you do that? They got so hard on her, she felt like she couldn't walk into any health food store at all without them shaming her. Wow. She said that was the first time she had walked into a place and we wholeheartedly opened up to what her choice of healing was for that moment, for whatever reason, and then added what she wanted to hear. Ginger, let's do these foods, stay away from that, because that's what she was looking for, the blend, because that's what she chose. And she just said, I can't tell you how much that helps me feel like I can heal now because I'm not being judged by my whole lifestyle beforehand and what that told me. 
So it's those, those stigmas, right? So sometimes it's moments like that. We have other moments of people that sure, we have a guy that came to me for pain relief. He was on uh, so many heavy, heavy pain relievers, morphine, Oxycontin, you name it, mm. because he had a condition where part of his brain um, did not fit in his skull. It was very, very painful. Oh. And so he had to be on these. This is something he was born with, but he really wanted to get off of them. And I worked with herbs and I worked with him on diet and and it wasn't quite working. Try tweaking it more and, and take this out, add that. And after um, well, three or four months, he came to me and said, I'm off all of it. My doctor can't <laughs> believe it. This is supposed to be one of the most painful conditions that you can have. And um, I'm not using any of the morphine or any of the, you know, and the doctor wants to know how I did it. (laughs) Well, you just followed what you, you know. So there, we have stories like that just just every day almost. And I think that's partly why our staff loves to work there so much because they get to see that they're a part of that. Definitely. Yeah. What's the, so I'm sure with COVID um, coming around and you having a great background and vitamins, what's the uh, COVID treatment or COVID uh, prevention plan that you put people on? I'm sure that's a big topic in your shop. Yeah, it is. Um, And it's evolved just as we've all evolved through this whole pandemic, right? Right. Um, We sell um, viral wellness kits that we've put together. I've worked with my herbalists and we all sat down and went in the beginning here, studied it until we just couldn't study anymore. Um, Mainly working on a vitamin C approach, vitamin D approach, zinc, making sure we have certain constituents in there, um, quercetin, some some things that really, really help. as well as um, even medicinal mushrooms like uh, cordyceps and reishi and chaga, specifically cordyceps for the lungs, kind of put it all together and we literally have a package, but we teach people if they will go for, like cinchona bark has um, a constituent in there that really works with zinc and works with vitamin C to help your immune system do its job, whatever state your immune system is in, even if it's autoimmune, you can still handle it. Mm. And so... We kind of teach people use this in this way safely. Here's how, but but in general, it's about cleaning up your your diet and and making sure that you're giving your body the most um, the the strong rock to stand on to go fight when and if something happens. Definitely, it, yeah. the the information is not readily available for people. You have to almost go digging for yeah. it to see what's what's yeah. out there. Like vitamin D. Yeah. Um, we didn't realize that vitamin D played such a huge factor in fending off some of this stuff. Exactly. Well, and, and all viruses, oh. <laughs> you just don't understand. And the thing is a lot of our bodies are deficient in vitamin D because we don't get in the sunshine as much, which is where that really comes from. Um, and a lot of people, even if they're eating foods with vitamin D in it and they're eating the eggs and the, whatever they're choosing, um, if they're not eating it really, really, really clean, they're just not getting enough of it. And all the toxins that are with it and the pesticides and the herbicides just rob the block it. Yeah. It, it, you know, eat it all you want, but your body's not taking it or absorbing it. And so that's why it's important to know and be intentional about what you're doing. Yeah. It's so much easier to get a pill or go to the doctor and prescribe <laughs> a pill um, rather than taking action and, and changing the diet. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle habits. It's not very popular to go do. I know when I when I eat clean personally, like Mike said, we're we're vibing on another level. 
We're just, we're not getting drawn down from sugar or anything like that, but it's, it's hard to make that change. It really is because it's a, it's a lifestyle change. It's a habit change. And we, we like our lifestyle of quick, easy, pop open a can, drink it, you know, open a package, eat it because it's so fast paced, but is it really, is it really serving you? Because think about the whole lifestyle, fast paced, go, go. Are we really stopping being mindful, being conscious? Have we missed something? Now we're missing connection, connection with people, connection with our food, connection with our body, connection with our community. So that's the idea you shift when we talk about food and also food is very emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you talk about making changes with your food, mm-hmm. people freak out. They get angry. They go through the five stages of grief. If you say <laughs> cut out gluten and dairy, they go, <gasps> you know, and they go through the whole five stages. But you know, food is um, food is your your childhood baking bread with mom and you know it's your culture but I grew up this is what we eat this is how we do it you're telling me this is all wrong and bad for me you know it, food is our our comfort it's it's all the things emotionally for us that we just don't think about and when you go to make changes people go <gasps> and they feel very vulnerable yeah. and they're scared but when you can take them by the hand allow them a space to feel vulnerable but supported gently they're more apt to make those changes long term because they realize they can. And then it's okay to go, here was the way your cultural made it, your culture, your grandma, now mm. make your own version of it. What does bread look like raw? What, with no grains, you can do that? <laughs> <gasps> go explore it, you know, yeah. It, it ends up being the fabric, like sewn into the fabric of who they are. Exactly. So as soon as you tell someone that's not them anymore, they're like, ser- they're searching, who am I then? Yeah. And then you get defensive and then you do go through the stages of grief. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard to let things go from your childhood. Um, different is. foods, it, they, they tie in just like music. If you hear a song, it takes you back to that time. That food does the same thing. They're Absolutely. markers that just. Yeah. 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 For me, it was literally baking bread with mom. Yeah. It was a thing. When I was little, I'm rolling dough and I'm learning. We had all these different recipes and I was like the bread baker the worst thing for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> no. And and so for me going gluten, oh my God, I have to get rid of it. <laughs> and now I'm like, gluten, what? <sighs> I don't even miss it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tell people if I sit to an, an, a consult and I see, hey, it's really going to you know, benefit your body if you steer clear of gluten and dairy and they just stop me right there and go, but pizza, I love it. <laughs> I'll give you 20 ways you can have pizza. So I'm all can about build, building the yes list. Yeah. Build how you can do it. Let's not focus on the can't and deprivation. Let's focus on yes, because once you eat it in a healthier version, you go, hey, I'm thriving. Hey, I feel better. Actually, I'm enjoying it more. Mm. Yeah, just... A step every day like once you start building it like you've done it a few yeah. times and it's real easy but we always talk about health as like to losing weight which is a benefit yeah. or feeling good right. or not even the coin like um what is it um mental clarity yeah. right. not just mental clarity like when i was eating that way it was much more than that i like yeah. I, I loved more i yeah. was selfless like it changes your brain it rewires your brain if you if you do it enough yeah. if you if you don't just you know keep falling back to those old habits it changes your mind it's it, yeah. it is really powerful and, it does which is interesting because you know it you're you're loving more being more mindful more conscious that's actually the basis of where we thrive as humans we just forgot it because it got a little muddled as 
because we've eaten the junk that weighs us down and that takes all the receptors in our brain and just makes it thick and murky and now we can't connect and we're not getting what we need. And so we just go around like a little like zombies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. like zombies. Yep. Yeah. Well, and exactly you, if you start making like uh, a healthy step of eating good, then you might also take a healthy step to maybe exercising a couple of times a week those things yeah. coupled then you just start making all these good decisions you may, right. maybe you're going to go to bed earlier rather than staying up late till two o'clock in the morning then you're going to yeah. get up earlier then you're going to make your bed like it just yeah. it just yeah. goes on and on and so on true. so that's it it snowballs right yeah. so things can snowball in any direction you choose you choose you choose which way the snowball is going to go but you got to start somewhere and usually this first step's harder and the second <laughs> ah is this really working oh especially when it comes to eating clean and people go okay i'm going to detox and then they go through a Hershimer's reaction and they feel worse at first and then better but making those choices help what also helps is having some sort of support with that a a community a connection a place people that will also cheer you on so to speak in the way that you want to go so working out at a gym find other people find a partner find right whatever step you want to take it's the same thing with food and that's why at the co-op we try to not just build a place where you can hi bye buy your things have a nice day it's community this is a space there's tables there's chairs let's chat let's talk about recipes how's your day how's your daughter you know (laughs) that is really what it's about Definitely. Yeah. And it's like they're there, like that there. Yeah. Um, a lot of your employees are very knowledgeable of this too. So it's, it's very easy to get help. Like if, if you want to know more about raw or vegan, they just, yeah. they just know. But on top of that, you do classes too, right? You do like right. some consultations, uh, individual, and you right. do like, tr- like training for uh, how to, like how to cook, how to prepare meals. Right. Can you go into that? Yeah. So um, I do a lot of different type of classes. I'll do some with herbs, some with essential oils, some with natural health, some with full on food, some with specific diets. And, you know, I'll go through kind of an array. Um, it's been different in the past year. <laughs> have not done as many classes just because of the pandemic and how people are feeling about that. Um, but we are, we were just talking about it's time to get back. Yeah. People are asking for it, wanting it, needing it. And we're getting back to that. So, um, yeah, I've done, uh, I think the last class I really did, um, before all this exploded <laughs> was, um, a vegan cooking class that you could go and, you know, hands-on learn and I had to do that in a couple of sessions this isn't something you just learn overnight but um yeah I I've taught classes on um okay where do you start for raw and you know how do you make this change I've done classes on okay thyroid and hormone how do we use food and nutrition and herbs to rebalance that so I'll pick something um and that's why I just started doing some more YouTube things Mm. trying to get things out there little snippets of okay let's focus on this one food let's focus on this one herb let's focus on on one meal, one, what do you do with black radish? What's that? Okay, here. <laughs> you know. going back to that one. <laughs> she likes the black I radish. I love it, by the way. Am I telling you, eat your radish, black radish. I'm going to go pick things. some up. I, so no. what, all right, so I'm going to go pick some up. What do I do? What's the easiest thing that I could do with black radish? Honestly, if you're yeah. going to eat it raw, I, I cut it kind of thin and um, I dip it into things. So I, I like to make like a, a kale pesto. Mm. Good. Um, <laughs> you, can, good. you can make a raw hummus out of zucchini. You can do, I, I mean, just eating it like that. I like it. Put it on your salad. Sure. A little bit goes a long way. For those who are cooking their food, if you cook it, it'll cut the bite. And so some people prefer that because they mm. don't like that bite. 
perfectly fine and you can mix it in anything. So all the time, my kids are eating things they have no idea. My kids are now 21, 22. They still don't know that I've put radish in there and it's just this chopped up thing that looks like potato. Yeah, good job. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know. But yeah, there's a lot of things you can do. One of the things I love to do is ferment it though because you get more out of it, more probiotics. And what Do you allow yourself any cheat days? Yeah, so see, I don't view it that way. I literally view it as... I am going about in in my way, in my life, and today my life looks like this, and this is how I'm eating, and I want to surround myself with foods I know will support me. If I'm not surrounded by that, it's going to look like what you would call a cheat day. Sure, it might, and then the next day I go, wow, and that's my reminder of why I like to surround myself and have at the ready foods that support me. And then I thank my body for complaining (laughs) and (laughs) reminding me why I choose that because it's a better way to keep it all in the positive with your body because it, having a cheat day sounds like this in your self-talk oh, I'm going to pay for this later I should not <laughs> be eating this yeah. golly yeah, it's going to happen that. it I is going to like heavy right this is what we do but if we change that and we go you know what right now I'm going to allow myself a moment you don't have to clarify it or quantify it you just say I'm going to have a moment. I'm going to sit down and have this cake at this birthday. I'm going to eat every bit of this and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> and I, you will be the person to enjoy that cake better than anyone in that room. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. <laughs> but you know, when you're on the other side of it, you're going to, you know what? And if my body reminds me why I am, I usually choose to steer clear of that, I'm going to say thank you and go, wow, you're communicating with me. <gasps> this is the way it should be. I'm one with my body. And now my body can guide my next meal and what I'm going to choose instead next time. Thank you. So the whole process then changes from telling your brain, no, no, bad, shame, guilt, pay for it, to yes, it's okay to be human, have a moment, and then choose something different, more supportive next time. Awesome. We're working together. So you just rewire what you're telling yourself and your body in that whole process, having the same ex- same experience. Most definitely. That's amazing how you can rewire it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that you said that because that's totally, I think I kind of approve a cheat because when you're on these foods, you're, I want, I'm going to use the word vibration. You're on like a, a high vibration and sometimes you need some perspective. You need to know yeah. what bad is because yeah. you're on a new level and you don't know if it's bad or good. You feel good, but you start losing sight if it's good or bad. So if you yeah. eat a cheat day <laughs> right. and then you feel yeah. like crap and you're like, okay, now I know where I was yeah. and it just sets you back. gets you another, your, your new, brings you back up to your new baseline. Um, Right. I always yeah we can't ahead. have sunshine every day yeah. because then we lose sight of what we also gain from the rain. Yep, hey, that's dang. That's perfect. Yeah, Lee, I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I used to make cheat days like my cheat meal was like not really a cheat meal whenever I did right. raw. So like, like in your instance, maybe the desserts like they're still raw, yeah. but like it's not as good as eating vegetables. Like when I did yeah. fruit nuts were like my cheat day. So like I, I got really in the right. weeds. I was like, man, I'm going to eat some cashews today. Cause nuts and fruits don't really mix. Yeah, like right. they, they, they get yeah. you pretty, it's really bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's what, how I looked at it for a while. And that's, yeah. I convinced myself that that's what it was. And that's the rewiring you were talking about. It, right. Exactly. Yeah. So what you tell yourself is huge and we don't realize how the things we're actually telling ourselves until we stop and listen. Yeah. <laughs> am I telling myself I'm having a bad day? Ooh, can I turn that around and say, I'm changing this day to a good day. You know, it's the same thing with food and all the ideas that we have related to it. Yeah. 
I'd be talking to myself, man. Like when I transitioned from uh, vegan to raw, my my mind spoke like specific things. Like I was like, all right, when I get off work, I'm gonna go get a Snickers bar from the from the <laughs> from the gas station. I haven't eaten candy bar in forever. Right. Like oh, yeah. I don't even like Snickers bars. <laughs> right. But like, and I said. No, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, why am I thinking about a Snicker bar? And I and I said it, and the, and the mind was like, okay, like, what about Werther's Originals? Mm. I'm like, Werther's Originals. <laughs> I haven't had that in a long time too. Where are you getting this stuff from? And say, so like, all right, cashews is fine. You <laughs> yeah, have this. Right. You yeah. really do have this conversation, this debate, right. this rationalization. It's like so strange when you get yeah. to that point. It's like you really are. It's almost like meditation. The thoughts are rolling by. Yeah. And you you tie emotion to it. Or you take it serious or you don't and you let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And also that is, that's your body communicating with you. You just may not know what it's saying. So maybe it's like, I'm craving the cry. I want the candy bar. What? Why am I? <laughs> like I was saying, craving the good things. It could be also craving the bad things are signaling something's off. And it could be a parasites wanting that sugar, something that you don't know you've gotten. And it can be totally, yeah, we can get parasites if you have raw food. Sure. Absolutely. It's, you know what I mean? You can still have candida. Something can happen and the body's telling you. And if you go, why am I craving the, that stuff? That is your body going, Hey, I need some help. Something's <laughs> not right. right. You can ask yourself, Okay, so what would the opposite of that be? Bitterness, oh, sours. And those are all things that actually help get rid of the parasites and the candida. You don't have to know specifically what it is, but you can ask into it when you're really connecting more with your body and your mind and you're, where am I? Oh, craving the sugar. Why? Yeah. You'll get intimidated going into their herb section. (laughs) It's like... It's like someone went out into the world and just picked everything that exists and they're in a jar and then you're like, what is that? Like a science project. And like, you can't go in there alone. You have to bring Lisa or one of her employees because you're like, I don't even know. If this, is this yeah. edible? Can I, can I eat it? How can, do I, I eat can I make it? a tea? What do you do? Um, yep. But you do need to do that. Um, yeah. I like y'all are starting to do um, live music too yeah. on days, like in the back. Like yeah, it's a yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. So once a, um, once a month now we do open mic nights. And so you can go there. We've got um, different local talents that just show up and they choose whatever they, and you'll just, anything from A to Z goes. Um, and there's some amazing <laughs> talent, but some of them you're like, wow, that was a unique experience. <laughs> but I love it because it's so eclectic. You know? Good job. Yeah. Like, so right? <laughs> that we do that on um, Saturdays um, for like three to six and we have people sign up. So it's, it's intentional and we do it outside. So the people form, feel more comfortable. We're outdoors and yeah. don't have to worry about being so close. And we separate chairs further apart. So people are more comfortable. Definitely. Yeah. It's always different too. Like she had, she had open mic night, but, um, one time I went and there was like the people that work there, there, and then people that go there, there, and then they live there, they live, their house is right by a park. So a basketball court. So yeah. I would go play basketball, I'd come back yeah. and they're in a really good spot. The neighborhood is like really cute. Like the houses yeah. are like older houses, but really well kept right. It's kind of in the town a little bit, but, um, it's a historic district. Yeah. So yeah, which is nice, a little bit older. And it's, yeah. it's a very, I, I used to walk to, to there from my apartment and it's just a really good scenic, uh, area. But, um, one thing that had, you had this, uh, artsy guy, like he had a big ball 
that he put oh. brought out and he he like rolled around on the ball with his feet this ball is huge it's like taller than you so yeah not that yeah. big uh, it's ginormous I was waiting for it. you don't just chop up just chung, you know go right up on it it's huge i've never saw that and he, and he would do that and he would juggle uh bowling pins oh wow yeah. and i don't know where, yeah. where she found this guy and he actually drove like a car like mine like a very little car i was like where did you put this oh, a little box yeah a little he, kid's car he, <laughs> he made a rig yeah. to put this big ball on and it's like yeah yeah that's noah and he actually actually now um made a uh, a tiny home out of a bus and now he's got the big mm. ball right on the bus wow. the front and then he just travels around oh really that's his house and that's what he does now it's like mike mike wants to do that yeah that's so i got the sprinter out there yes. he's got the creeper van out there did you see yeah. that one? yeah i saw i know i like it i was like oh okay yeah come talk to I Noah. See you. we'll hook I you see up you. i see what you're doing i'll pick up what you're putting now yeah yeah we ha so that's what we like is culminating those um unique artsy people in a in a space you know where um people can come together and it's something different unique fun yeah, yeah i like that yeah you were probably there during one of our earth day events because that's usually when we get noah to come out which earth day is coming up again so. yeah and the, and the poi they have the poi like <laughs> yeah. the, the lights and uh the yeah. hula hoops and just all the yeah. like renaissance-esque stuff that i love it's fun every once in a while we'll pop that out there yep yeah <laughs> lisa i we really enjoyed you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. So real quick, where can people, you have website, you have Instagram too? Yeah, yeah. So um, we're we're located in the historic districts of Leeds City, which is 219 North Michigan Avenue in Leeds City. Um, but you can find us on, on Facebook, it, you know, Natural Living and Instagram is Shop Natural Living. And then of course we have a website, shopnaturalliving.com. Okay. And that that's how you can kind of find us and connect with us and find out what we have going on. Are y'all doing TikTok? Um, you know, we haven't yet, Always. but oh my God, my kids are just all over yeah. me for that. They're like, let's go, let's go. Okay. Y'all should do it. That's coming. It's coming. The funny videos in the shop. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's some <laughs> creative, interesting moments that probably TikTok worthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lisa, I, I greatly enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was fun. Right, thank yeah. you. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.